Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, great to be here with you. Uh, welcome to Town and Field Sundays Online. Like Katie said, if you're new or maybe you're joining us for the first time, it's great to have you here. My name's Matt, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here at the church. We have been in a summer series called As It Is in Heaven, and it's just this idea that God's heart, uh, God's presence, uh, God's intentions and will would kind of invade and um, permeate and manifest itself in our world, right here, right now, all the places that we live. Um, the next, for the next few weeks, I want to go into a bit of a mini-series on the art of neighboring and try and grow in some intentionality for us around uh, seeing our neighbors, moving towards them, and using the, using the summer as a good opportunity to kind of stretch ourselves again towards that. Um, interestingly enough, uh, this last week, Val and I, we found ourselves moving into a new neighborhood. Um, as many of you know, Val got into UBC School of Nursing, and so we moved up to the UBC neighborhood this last week. And, uh, you know, we've moved a few times in our, um, what, six, seven years of marriage. And uh, you see those movies about people kind of coming over, knocking on your door, bringing a, uh, a plate of milk and cookies. Um, and that hasn't happened to us yet, every time that we've moved into a new neighborhood in, in the Lower Mainland. Um, but this time, uh, we moved up there, and uh, within about 24 hours, uh, two or three families had come over and knocked on the door, kind of like welcomed themselves in, in a way, kind of uh, in the best possible way, kind of intruded into our space and, and, and welcomed us. Um, one in particular, uh, they were incredibly generous. They had this really generous spirit about them as they welcomed us and just offered uh, anything that they could. Hey, if you need help uh, carrying anything in, if you need help uh, un unpacking boxes or moving stuff around, if you move stuff upstairs and then you need to move it back downstairs, you know, make sure you let us know. We want to... Uh, we want to be here for you and, and we'd love to share a, a meal with you. And, and they kind of just kept going with this incredible, um, just this heart of like wanting to share and to make space for us and, uh, and to welcome us into that place and tell us about the neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a couple hours later, I was kind of reflecting on that time and just trying to notice some things about that interaction. Uh, one of the things that I noticed was their boldness, right? You know, in a world right now where it's like really peculiar to knock on anyone's door, even your friends, uh, for them to come over and like knock on their door and kind of come in and welcome us, uh, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, but I realized that I had felt a little bit awkward about that situation, that it was kind of uncomfortable for me. Uh, I didn't know these people, a little bit of small talk and didn't really, you know, always know what to say in those moments. Um, but what I realized was that their boldness, I was really grateful for it. I was thankful for kind of the door that they kind of opened in, in, in a way. Um, one of the other things that I noticed is that I've grown accustomed to like these kind of socially acceptable ways of, of being in relationship with my neighbors, the ones that I've had in different neighborhoods over the years. Um, there's this sort of like invisible barrier that I'm like pretty comfortable to like keep up between me and them, but also them and myself. Uh, it's something like a membrane that sort of exists, this thin veneer uh, that it's kind of hard to disarm or push back or uh, to, to break through in a way. Um, and I realized that uh, this family, all of these families, but particularly this one, had somehow moved past that disarm me and, and that Val and I were both really, really grateful for it. One of the things that Val and I both said as we thought about that interaction with them was like, uh, we, we wanted to immediately like reciprocate the kindness that we'd received. Like we wanted to think about the ways that we could uh, welcome them into our home or have a barbecue with them or, or, um, or help them in any way that we potentially could. Uh, there was something about uh, their generosity of spirit that kind of unlocked something for us, this like openness to giving and receiving, this new sort of relationship that could kind of open up. 
And then the last thing that I noticed was um, that what they did was they made themselves really, really approachable. And I don't know if we always, I don't always do that. Um, I, f- I genuinely felt like after they came over, there was something that sort of shifted that I felt like, man, I could actually go and knock on these people's door. And if I asked them something or needed something or had a, even just a simple question or anything, like they would genuinely be excited that I was there. And so there was like an approachability that, that, um, that they kind of fostered and, and, and opened up that I thought was really, really beautiful. Um, I share that story because uh, I, lo- I love it because it's not something that I did. Like I wasn't neighboring them. It was something that in a way that I received. And so uh, it was a gift to me that way, their, their generosity. And as we kind of move into this um, four-week sort of mini-series on, on neighboring, um, my, my heart over the course of this series is, is um, not to convince you of like the importance of neighboring or, or why we should do that as followers of the way of Jesus. Um, you already know that. Like if you signed up to follow the way of Jesus, if you've signed up to be part of a church community, you already know that Jesus tells his disciples like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, uh, with, your, with your body, with your life, like, like love him and also love your neighbor like yourself. And he tells stories like the Good Samaritan where uh, there's this really good Samaritan. There's this man who's walking along the street and he sees someone who's in proximity to him that, it's a, that is in need. Uh, he sees his neighbor and he kind of like takes himself out of the center of his life and he puts someone else there and he like is generous beyond belief towards him. And, and Jesus says like, if you want to follow the way of Jesus, this is what it looks like to participate in, in my love, to participate in, in, in my grace and to live that way. And so uh, really my heart in this series is just to, um, it's just like a simple reminder. It feels like a good season as we kind of continue to emerge from quarantine, as we're in the middle of summer, people are out and about. And, um, you know, all of us have gotten into certain ruts and we've gotten used to this sort of invisible membrane that is between us and our neighbors. And, and maybe there's something about this series that it's as simple as like God wants to warm your heart to, to fill your imagination and that God's spirit might kind of blow on us and, and we might actually, um, I don't know, we might actually stretch ourselves and, and move towards others and, and that actually through something simple like this series, God might actually do, someone in, do something in someone's life in our neighborhoods. Um, maybe for some of you, you think of like your, the neighbors who are in proximity to you, the ones who live right around you. Maybe for others of you, it's the people who you work with, you see regularly, the people that you see at the grocery store or at the coffee shop or wherever it is that you kind of frequent. Um, that's not, it, it, that doesn't really matter to me whether we're talking about the people who are living next door to you or the people that you see on a regular basis. Um, but, but the idea here is that, um, is that we'd move towards people with a, with, a, with a different kind of intentionality. And this morning, I really just kind of want to start off really slow. Um, I'm not going to try and tackle too much this morning. I want to ask a simple question to begin. Well, it's maybe not so simple, but I, I want to ask, how does, how do you think God show, how does God show up in the neighborhood? Um, how does God show up in the neighborhood? I want to look this morning at uh, John chapter 1, John chapter 1 verses uh, 14 to 18. Uh, I'm going to open it up in, in the message, which uh, many of you know is a paraphrase that Eugene Peterson did. And I love the way that he uh, talks about uh, John chapter 1 and the way that God kind of uh, literally invades our space, how he moves into the neighborhood. Um, John chapter 1, 14, it's on the screen here so you can read along with me. The Word, that's Jesus, that's God himself, the Spirit, God himself. The Word became flesh and blood, and he moved into the neighborhood. And we saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, 
like the Father, like the Son, you could say like the Spirit. And what was he like? How did he move into the neighborhood? He was generous inside and out from start to finish. John the Baptist, that is, pointed him out and he said, this is the one, the one that I told you was coming after me, but in fact was ahead of me. He's always been ahead of me. He's always had the first word. We all live off of his generous bounty, writes John. Gift after gift after gift. He says we got the basics on living from Moses and then this exuberant giving and this receiving, uh, this endless knowing and understanding. All of this came through Jesus the Messiah. No one's ever seen God, not so much as even a glimpse. This one-of-a-kind God expression who exists at the very heart of the Father has made him plain as day. John says that literally it's like when God moves into the neighborhood, literally generosity Grace upon grace moves into the neighborhood. He's generous from start to finish, inside and out. And he's, he's like, it's like we, we live, the, when God moves in, it's like we live um, off of his generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. In the, in the ESV, in the NIV, it says, uh, when God moves into the neighborhood, when the word became flesh, it's like grace upon grace. Um, and it's this idea that uh, when Moses, God revealed himself uh, through the law, this gift, the gift of the law, uh, it was grace. It's like, you know, you want to know how to live in generosity and the grace of God? Walk in, walk in a way that aligns with, 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 with the law. It's good. It's good for the community. It's good for the world. It's going to lead to some sort of flourishing. And he says, uh, that was in part we saw God's goodness and his grace and his generosity. But then it was grace upon grace, grace upon grace. Like Jesus himself, God himself moved in and he didn't just like give us a set of laws. He actually showed it to us. He modeled, modeled it for us. He, he lived it out. And more than that, more than just modeling it, he actually wanted to get you in on it. He wanted, to, he wanted to get you in on the grace. He wanted you to participate in the generosity. That as you received it over and over and over again, you, you became a conduit of it. You started to partake in the life of God and it began to express itself uh, through your life. Um, and so John's saying this isn't like just some abstract idea, but actually you become a participant in this kind of generosity, this gift upon gift. I want to ask you another question. Where do, you, where do you see this grace, this generosity? Where do you see the grace of God? Um, most of us, if you're like me, you hear the word grace and immediately your mind goes to forgiveness. And uh, Ryan kind of alluded to this a couple weeks ago. A lot of times we, we hear the word grace and we think of, um, we think of forgiveness. But I, I think actually forgiveness is something more, maybe more like mercy. Um, you've done something wrong or you're guilty and instead of getting what you deserve, you get mercy. You get forgiveness in a way. Um, grace is something a little different. Grace, it literally means gift. It's like what you give your kids at Christmas time. It's like what you give your kids during their birthday or just a, a spontaneous day driving around and you decide to go to Dairy Queen and get, get them some ice cream. It's like, it's, uh, grace is just, uh, it's just spontaneous. It's unexpected. It's too good to be true. It's over the top. It's just, it's just generosity for generosity's sake. It's just spontaneous generosity that's what grace is and John is saying something like when God moves into the neighborhood it's like that's what moves into the neighborhood that's what it's like just spontaneous unmerited unexpected generosity grace um, and so let me ask again where do you see it where do you see spontaneous in your life in the world where do you see spontaneous unexpected too good to be true over the top grace the generosity of God where do you see it where have you seen it where do you see it Um, 
I want to point out just three. I think one is that we, we see it, John's saying we see it in the Jesus story. Like when Jesus moves into the neighborhood, you watch the way that he throws parties, you watch the ways that he welcomes people, you watch the way he serves people, the way he invites the children close, the way he unites people who are on different sides of the aisle, the way he laughs with people. You see his kind of, uh, the steady flow of grace and generosity all over his life, right? And ultimately you see it on the cross. Like people are, are trying to destroy him. Literally, they want to kill him and he won't return the favor he won't protect himself. He continues to pour out this kind of unexpected, undeserved, steady flow of generosity and grace and love. That's what he continues to do. You see it in the Jesus story. And, it, and, uh, and I think that's one of the places where you see God's generosity and you see his grace. I think you also see it, we see it in creation, right? You see it in the colors of a sunrise in the morning. You, see, you hear it in the birds and the, in a beautiful garden, a cultivated garden in the afternoon. I think you, you feel and you experience God's grace in the cool summer breeze, maybe the salty air at the ocean. Uh, you, you experience it in the birth of a baby or you experience it, uh, God's overwhelming generosity you experience around a table with, with friends and laughter. You see it all over creation. It's everywhere. God's goodness, unmerited, over the top too good to be true. But the one I want to zero in on this morning that I think is particularly important for you and I as we think about neighboring is I think one of the main places you see God's generosity and goodness is through one another, is through people. I think you see it in your kids sometimes, sometimes. The way that uh, Lydia treats Mari sometimes, the way that she uh, wants to take care of her and you know, invite her into some of her f- the, the fun things that she wants to do. I see God's generosity. I see it in my, my family and the way that they pour themselves out for me and the way that we serve one another and make meals for one another and clean our house together and have fun together. You see it in friendships with people around you when they spontaneously are just generous towards you and they think about you or they write you a note or, or they pick up some groceries for you or whatever it is. You see it in laughter, just out walking around the street as you interact with people. You see God's goodness. You see his spontaneous grace and generosity. You see it through people. That's what we are. We're image bearers. We reflect. We put on display God's character. One of the ways that God moves into the neighborhood, one of the ways that you and I partner with him is by the way that we move and we interact with people and we are uh, we, we are generous people who participate in the generosity that we've received from Jesus. Um, so you see God's grace, you see his generosity all over the place. You see it in Jesus, you see it in creation, you see it in the people around you. Um, but as we talk this morning, just briefly a little bit longer about like, how do we grow in intentionality in neighboring, uh, the people who live around us? How do we step into the many ways of being generous? Uh, I find that most of the time I just kind of feel stuck. (laughs) Um, I, I, I truly feel like that invisible barrier, that membrane is like really difficult to disarm for some reason. I know that we have some people in our church and I love watching them. I love telling stories about them who seemingly seem, uh, interact with their neighbors and strangers and, and people uh, in, who are close in proximity to them and they do it in just, just really beautiful and natural ways. But most of us, we've gotten pretty used to this kind of invisible barrier and we're not really sure how to break through it. We're not really sure how to take that first step and, and, and move towards relationship and open up something new, a new sort of giving and receiving. 
Um, and I feel like over the course of this week as I was reflecting on this passage and reflecting on the life of Jesus and even reflecting on that story that I experienced, I felt like um, as simple as this is, I really think this is the, abs- like this is the key. And I'm not saying it's easy to actually uh, do, but it is very simple. I really think that to break through or to, uh, to disarm that membrane, that invisible thing that exists between us and our neighbors and those people around us, I really think it has something to do with just living a generous life out of the overflow of the, the generosity of God and the grace of God towards us. Like if we can um, open ourselves up and participate in, that, in the generous life of God, that somehow when we extend that and become conduits of that to the people around us, that somehow that like disarms and it, and it opens up the world for relationship, our neighborhoods and things like that. And so I just want to, um, I haven't prayed yet. And so I, I just want to pray briefly and then I'll, I'm going to give you three really simple ways that maybe God's inviting you to step into this week. So let me, let me just pray for a second. We say, Holy Spirit, hover, hover over us this morning. Blow in this place and do the new thing that your spirit does. Bring life this morning. Um, blow over us that we could become, uh, that we would receive uh, and, and hear again uh, your generous love, your grace upon grace, and that we could uh, extend that uh, to our neighborhoods, to individuals, uh, to people, that we could bless and, uh, and, and uh, shine uh, your life and your love to our world. So we pray, Spirit, that you would do that in us, even as we just hear these words again this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, three simple ways I want to kind of hopefully spark your imagination this morning for ways that we can partner with God in our neighborhoods. Um, Three S's, which I never do, okay? So I never do this, but three S's. First one, spontaneity. Uh, I think in some ways this is the easiest one. Um, It's like sometimes the Spirit just brings something to mind. You see a need or you see someone that you could bless, someone that you could kind of just unexpectedly uh, be generous towards, and you just do it. You just walk with God and you just step into that. Um, uh, Many of you know Val and I, uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, we were expecting to have our little one, Mari, at the hospital, but Mari came pretty quick. And so we live in the basement at this place. And so our neighbors upstairs, obviously, as we had that baby at home, heard everything. And um, we... uh, you know, the next morning we woke up with a, a, a new little baby, baby Mari there. And I opened up the front door and uh, up to this point, our neighbors, like we were, uh, it was a fine relationship. Um, but up to this point, it felt, you know, kind of cordial in a way. Um, and I opened up the door and uh, just sitting there was, uh, you know, some cobs baking, some cinnamon rolls, some coffee, a little gift for Mari. And uh, it, this was an incredibly generous, kind of spontaneous uh, they heard everything that was going on the night before and they said, you know what, like we just want to like bless this, this family. That's what our neighbors did for us. And uh, I'll never forget what that kind of spontaneous thing did. I, I know that there were a lot of hormones going on in that house at the moment, but um, I brought that gift in from our neighbors and I set it on the table and Val just broke down in tears and I quickly followed. Um, obviously we were tired and there was lots of emotions going on, but like still, there was something about that spontaneous gift that unexpected generosity that when we receive that I actually can point to that moment and actually say there was a shift in our relationship 
uh, not just because of what it did for us, but I think it actually did something for them too, that it opened up this, um, this new sort of relationship with them, this, this new uh, quality of being neighbors. And um, I think that that's something that you, it, there's op- 10,000 opportunities before, that, before us every single day. And lots of you walk in those. Um, but maybe this week, maybe this week, there's just a simple way that you're like, you know what? I want to partner with God in his generosity and his grace. And that's one of the ways that God uses us to kind of uh, break down those walls that keep us separated and uh, devoid of relationship. A second one is to be simply together is to just be uh, simply with one another. As Val and I, I was talking to her this week and we were reflecting on um, some of the ways that uh, neighbors who knew Jesus and knew God as they kind of stepped into relationship with us and they were part of God's story of drawing us into um, relationship with him. Uh, Val was reflecting and she told me this story. She said, you know, when I moved uh, into my college dormitory, which is where Val's heart really got warmed and kind of opened up to Jesus for the first time. Um, uh, she had a college uh, uh, dorm mate there who, uh, it was really simple. Didn't do anything crazy, but just Val didn't know anyone at school. Uh, in a lot of ways, she felt like a stranger, a little lonely there, uh, but she showed up and this roommate or this uh, dorm mate kept saying things like, hey, I'm gonna go grab some lunch. Did you wanna come to the cafeteria with me? Yeah, totally, I'd love to come hey, I'm gonna go to the grocery store tonight and pick up a few things for the next week. Did you wanna drive in? Did you wanna join me? Yeah, I'd love to. Hey, I'm gonna go to the coffee shop and uh, do some homework or the library. Did you wanna join me? It was always just simply together, simply with. Uh, it wasn't like you know, her spending a bunch of money on Val. It wasn't her uh, you know, serving her in a bunch of ways. It was just simply like, I wanna be with you and spending time with one another. And I think in some ways this is like a lost art, right? This is something that we've kind of forgotten how to do. Um, We have a few people in our lives you've probably thought of who've invited you into the kind of the normal everyday stuff and just invited you along. But if you think about, um, if you think about that, um, that relationship was one of the primary places where Val saw like God's beauty, God's goodness, his kindness, his generosity. He saw that on display in this friend, this friend whose name was Amy. And Amy was a big reason why God kind of, or excuse me, uh, Val kind of opened up her heart, opened up her life uh, to Jesus and said, I want, I want that. Whatever that is, I want that. It was the generosity. It was just being simply with, it was displaying God's heart uh, for Val. It was huge. And I think that's something that we can, we can step into more. It's just learning how to invite people along with us, whatever that is. Maybe it's a barbecue in your backyard. Um, maybe it's going to the grocery store. Uh, maybe it's doing some, some, uh, some little chores or things like that. Just inviting people to come along with you, to be with you. Um, it's really good. The last one, which I think is most kind of all-encompassing, is this idea of being supportive, um, where maybe God someone puts someone on your heart, and you're like, that's my person, and, and how can I uh, listen to what God wants to do uh, in and through me in their life, and you just come along alongside them to truly, truly find ways to support them, and so in the last few years, Val and I, we have a, someone who um, has just been like really generous with their words to us, very kind, um, has uh, spent time with us, has seen some of our needs. Um, you know, as I've said, th- we have these two little girls, Val and, or sorry, Lydia and Mari, 
and, and she's offered to babysit uh, the girls. And so she's come over late in the evening, allowed us to kind of go out for a walk or a date or go get some groceries or wherever it is, but just kind of been a, a huge support for us. When COVID-19 happened and we kind of went into quarantine, she was thinking, you know, she's thinking about Val and being home with these two little girls in this 800 square foot basement every single day, day in, day out, day in, day out. And so what she started to do just as a way of supporting us was, uh, she, we, didn't, we didn't ask for it. We didn't even give the idea. She just saw that and she started sending us these little gifts like every couple of weeks for Lydia and for Mari that they could play with and that would kind of, it'd be a new thing to kind of keep them busy and that Val could kind of have a moment while they're busy, you know, having fun with this new thing. And she would send something like every couple of weeks. It was incredibly generous. Um, and so there's a way that she kind of saw us as her people and in the way that she's loved us, uh, she has put on display God's generosity his spontaneous, unexpected, too good to be true, his grace upon grace, his love and his life. Um, and so, you know, you can notice uh, with spontaneity, you can do that with a whole bunch of people. Uh, you can do that in the grocery store. You can do it anywhere. Um, being simply together, probably a few less people. Maybe there's a couple people in your life that you can kind of invite um, and, and, and be able to spend that type of time with. And then support, I think it gets even smaller. Like the, the amount of people that you can truly uh, support and go like, that's my person. I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna attend to them and I wanna truly support them uh, in the way that God supports me. Um, that's probably maybe one or two people. I don't know. Maybe some of you have a bigger engine than me, but, um, but it's probably that. And so um, I kind of wanna close by saying this. Um, I have a close friend who, uh, who's been incredibly generous to me in so many different ways. And one of the things he often says is he feels like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a very good like witness evangelist. I'm not very good at like sharing the gospel. And uh, yes, we share the gospel with our words, yes. But far less we share the gospel with our words than we do with our life. Like all the time we're evangelizing in a way through our actions and through our lives. And uh, I watch the way that the guy shows up, whether he's at work, whether he's with his kids, whether he's in a neighborhood, whether it's with me, whether it's at our church. I watch the way he shows up in, in, with generosity. And I said to him this last week, I was like, you know, one of the things that I've experienced in relationship with you is that I, as I watch this kind of spontaneous, too good to be true, over the top like generosity that just pours out of your life in every sphere that you live. I watch this man and I experience, like I taste the goodness of God. I taste God moving into the neighborhood. It happens. It happens through you. Uh, he is an image bearer of God and he is reflecting and it is, it is one of the most incredible witnesses. It's one of the most beautiful ways that he displays God's character as he moves in and he lives and he neighbors people. It's his generous life. That's what it is. It's a generous life. Generosity inside and out from start to finish, gift upon gift upon gift. God himself through you and I are moving into the neighborhood. And that's one of the ways that God's gonna draw people to himself is by putting that on display. And so maybe this week, it's just simply finding one way to be spontaneous. Maybe it's, finding one way to be simply with, or maybe it's like praying and saying, who's that person that I'm gonna come along and I'm gonna support? Like, that's my person. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go above and beyond and lay my life down in ways because, because of what I've received from Jesus. And I, and I, wanna, li I wanna live that kind of life. Um, and so that's why I wanna leave you this morning. Do it, don't settle, don't sleep on it. Do it, stretch yourself. 
see someone, listen to God's spirit, and, and just partner with him in that this week. Uh, we're not gonna tackle everything this week. That's good for now. We'll keep going and thinking about neighboring, uh, but I pray that you find your heart warmed and, um, and wanting to kind of move towards maybe some of, the, uh, some of the people around you or even just one person around you who you've kind of allowed that relation to, relationship to kind of exist as it is. Maybe God wants you to move towards them in generosity and actually see, see something new kind of open up and break open. And um, Yeah, I pray for that for our church. I pray that for you. Let me pray, then I'll send you out. Father, thanks for this morning. Yeah, maybe more than anything, God, thanks that you moved into the neighborhood. Thanks that you came in flesh and blood and you lived it in your life. You lived it on the cross. There's a steady flow, a steady force of grace that we've seen that and that we've received that. Gift upon gift, grace upon grace. It never stops. It's extravagant. It, it just completely outweighs it's singular, as in it's always happening. It's, it's steady. It's well, it, it's, this grace, it's without regard, any regard for our worthiness. And it's also without regard for uh, how we'll even respond to it. And so I pray, Father, that we would be conduits of that type of extravagance. That, we, that the love and the generosity that we show wouldn't be because of whether someone's worthy or not. It wouldn't be because uh, of how they, that person will respond, but it would be singular and that it would, it would be, it, we would become steady, steady forces of generosity and grace, that it would be spontaneous and it would flow out of us this week. And as we've finished each week, God, I, I pray that uh, as we grow in neighboring, as we grow in this generosity and partnering in your life, I pray that more in heaven would invade more of our neighborhoods, God more of your presence, more of your will, more of your intentions. Make us into this type of church that joins you in that, that partners with you in that. We love you, God. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Well, hey, as, we, uh, as I send you out, I just want to say a blessing over you. So if you feel comfortable, you want to, you feel free to kind of open up your hands and receive this this morning. So may the unexpected and spontaneous generosity of God be yours this week. And may you be a conduit and extension of that sweet, sweet gift of grace to your neighbors. Bless you, love you, and uh, worship night this Wednesday. Hopefully I'll see you there. See you guys.